Welcome to the Still Becoming One podcast. We are Brad and Kate. In our more than 20 years of marriage, we've survived both dark times and experienced restoration. Now, as a licensed marriage counselor and relationship coaches, we help couples to regain hope and joy. We invite you to journey with us as we are still becoming one. Let's start the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Still Becoming One. Yeah. We are so glad to be back today. We've had a busy couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. We actually, if you are an avid listener, you probably caught that we missed a week because I was sick and Kate was getting over being sick and I was starting getting sick and yeah, that just didn't happen. So <laughs> that just didn't happen. Um, yeah. And we were so. super excited to have Jay Stringer on mm-hmm. in our episode that came out last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope that that was something that you enjoyed. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it. Yeah, it was amazing. Yes, it was a little bit longer than our typical episodes, but it was well worth it and a really good conversation. So I feel like you need to listen to it a couple of times to get all of the good nuggets in there. Absolutely. I certainly enjoyed, you know, listening to it again as I was editing it and going, mm-hmm. man, that's some good stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, for, for sure. sure. So yeah. it's been, it's been a busy season around our home and mm-hmm. the start of school and all of that kind of season again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I find as we kind of move into this time, people definitely kind of get this idea of like, okay, I need a routine. I need to get back into doing the right things and all that. I hear that from, well, me and my clients and me, you know, a lot and just like, okay, I've got to, got to stop. How does, how do you hear it from you? Is it, I'm just curious, like when you're in the mirror? It's that little internal voice that's like, okay, I've got to go exercise. I've got to go do some of the things that maybe I've been putting off this summer. Oh, so. I I guess I don't know. Like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think I don't look at summer the same way, but we've had seasons where. For sure. You know, I think everybody's just also done with all the complete freedom, but we, we've had teenagers. So that's not really the life we've lived for the last five years or so. But when they were little, it felt that way. Yeah. But there is this sense of like, oh, now we're back into schedules that are very sort of. Rigid, rigid and demanding. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I don't really love that time of year. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't mind it. I mean, I certainly love and enjoy the like, ah, it's summer. We get to relax a little bit or maybe take it a little bit easier. But then there is part mm-hmm. of me that hits this time of year. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready for that routine again. I'm yeah. ready for that push to get a few more things done or whatever. Yeah. I don't feel like we had that this summer. So it didn't really feel that way to me. We had, we had, well, our oldest two weren't even home. They're both at college for the summer, which was weird. Our next one down was working a ton. And then our next one down was, was doing a program over the summer to help her with some areas. And so 
that was kind of like a school schedule. So it just kind of, it did kind of keep rolling, keep rolling. So I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you're ready to like get back into the fall schedule Mm -hmm. and get back into, Mm -hmm. you know, some new goals and those kind of things. But, um, I, I can certainly feel that. And I hope that you are able to talk about that with your spouse and maybe work on some goals together. There you go. So, or you could be like me and just ignore that we need goals. Ignore it altogether. <laughs> Not at all. One of my big annoyances is like New Year's resolutions. I'm like, oh my word, why is that a thing? But yeah. we can wait and talk about that. All right. That, that's a later conversation. <laughs> but it feels the same. Like, oh, sure. school's starting. Let's, let's, let's make resolutions and do things differently. Yeah. For me, it's more about like just time and mm. being a little bit more organized in time mm. and making sure... Mm-hmm. You're taking advantage of it. I think that's what it is for me. But yeah, I get that. So I think I tend to be pretty organized in my time. So that isn't that isn't a thing for me. But I can see what you're saying for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, whatever you're doing, whatever you're transitioning to. I mean, most people are transitioning at some point. Yeah. Yeah. In this season, usually people have transitions. So yeah, hope you can navigate them well and and navigate them well with your spouse and continue to be able to find time for each other and all those good things. Yeah. So Kate and I got invited to be a part of a podcast um, Mm. from Reality Church, Mm -hmm. the church we've been attending for a while here. And um, they were doing a series on mental health in the church. Mm -hmm. And I uh, got to be in on an episode about depression. Mm Mm-hmm. And Kate got it to be in on an episode of hope and finding hope in, mm-hmm. in, in that story. area. Yep. And we actually thought we would continue that here um, mm-hmm. and, and thinking about mental health in our marriage. And so we're going to do yeah. a little bit of a series of, you know, hey, how do you navigate some of these things together in a marriage? Mm-hmm. And if it's something that has impacted you, I'm sure there's going to be some stuff to learn. But even if it isn't, I mm-hmm. think there's some places that I've noticed the distance that happens when there are sometimes mental health challenges, which mm-hmm. are seen as individual, mm. and then looking at them as a couple. And so that's kind of what we're going to try and tackle. How do we look at managing helping some of this healing as Mm -hmm. a couple together Mm -hmm. that continues us on a journey of intimacy, Mm -hmm. even though we're going through an individual struggle. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting that you phrase it that way, because we've always, for a long time now, tried to look at any marriage struggles, anything going on as us against that, whatever that is, or us posturing ourselves towards it. And, you know, we've often encouraged couples, like if there are struggles in your sexual intimacy, that there are struggles in, in your together sexual intimacy, even if it's one person. And that's not invalidating the reality that one person may feel very much like, well, this is a struggle with me. If there's a physical struggle or an emotional struggle, we're not invalidating that, but we're also saying like we can posture ourselves where it is, this is our marriage and this is a struggle within our marriage. And just because one person is struggling with it, we don't have to look at it that way. And allowing the other spouse to come alongside and how can I be support and caring as someone 
has to dive into their individual challenge and for the benefit for the benefit of your marriage. And I think that we can take that same principle and use it for mental health challenges. But I realize that's not easy for some people. No, it certainly isn't. And it's honestly, it's interesting how often I've been asked specifically in coaching situations to to help people with that exact, exact situation where mm-hmm. it's honestly usually the spouse that doesn't have the mental health challenge that comes Mm. and is saying, I'm just feeling lost in this. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling like I don't know what my role is. And if they're honest, they're often feeling really stressed, frustrated, kind of angry sometimes at the problems that the mental health challenge is bringing. Mm -hmm. And that kind of fosters this thing of like, I feel bad that I'm angry at this, mm-hmm. but I am, I'm angry at this. I'm, I'm angry that, you know, the depression has you not having enough time for us, or I'm angry that the anxiety is happening and you're having a panic attack. And I just think it's silly. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, they're, and they kind of know like their criticism of the mental health is, is, mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't, isn't really good, but they don't know what to do. Sure. And, you know, I, I've come across many cases where that partner has gone to counseling, they've gone and really sought help and mm-hmm. tried to grow and maybe things have even gotten better, but the partner still feels really stuck mm-hmm. and alone in that process. Yeah. I think anytime we're talking about the person who's coming alongside of someone, there's support needed for them as well. And figuring out what that would look like for you, if that's you, is important. And sometimes it can feel like, wait a second, I'm trying to support and now I need, now I, now I need support. Right. And I haven't like, it feels selfish. Well, I don't think, I think it depends on your story. Does it feel selfish or does it feel like, why can't I get my act together? Mm. Why am I now having a problem with this? Like there can be all kinds of messages you hear in your head because you now feel like you need someone to listen to you and someone to help you process. No, I think that's really actually really insightful. You're right. And so part of what I would love to explore in these couple of episodes is how do you look at kindness for both you Mm -hmm. in that role of like, I think my partner's struggling. What do I do? Mm -hmm. But also how do you then extend that kindness to your partner Mm -hmm. in, in whatever that struggle is and start to go like, how do, how do I take care of them looking at this as a legitimate issue? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I do like we need to say like the at the bottom line, mental health issues are real. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if somebody is experiencing depression or anxiety or mm-hmm. stress, like those are real and we can't just go, OK, yep, get over it. Mm-hmm. Although I think it's important to validate that both sides of that. We can't do that. The need to want to do that. It's not abnormal. It, no, absolutely it's not abnormal. Like it, it's it's stuff from our own story, from our own like panic, from our own fear coming out of like this is too much for me. I need this to be done. But mm. that's that's where you need the support in your own um 
help in processing that, which it's not an abnormal reaction. No. However, it doesn't. That's not how it works. No, it doesn't. And I think we need to start with, you know, acknowledging that what the person is going through is real and trying to understand sure. what that is, what that really is like for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a great example of of how to be a supportive and approaching spouse of just going, I, I want to understand because mm-hmm. I think my experience of you know, when I'm anxious, for instance, is very different than somebody who has an anxiety disorder, an anxiety mental health issue. Mm -hmm. It's going to feel very different. It's going to look very different. So if I'm going to, you know, be in a relationship with somebody like that, I definitely need to learn what their experience is like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And hopefully they can voice that to you because these are vulnerable things and we quickly... Um, hide them and feel shame and all kinds of reactions that hinder that process between a husband and a wife to understand better what each one is going through. And sometimes it's hard to articulate what you're going through. What you're going through. Well, and honestly, I think one of the challenges I can see is most mental health issues have some amount of uh, a wave for lack of a better term to it where there are days where it's pretty good and things are okay and everything Mm -hmm. seems quote unquote normal. And then there are days that are really hard Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden that comes roaring back and there may not be any reasons for it. And it just seems, I'm sure it can seem like people are making it up. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. That makes that makes sense. I mean, it's hard for us to completely empathize when it's not something we've experienced. Absolutely. So, although we should try not to stay in that place, it's it's hard for us, you know, if we've gone through something, right? We can be like, "Oh, yes, I've experienced that same thing. I understand how hard that is." Sure. When we haven't, it's really hard to to draw from that. Right. That's exactly right. I think every caregiver has gotten really frustrated at times and wanted to say, and maybe even has said, why, you know, why is this happening? Why can't you just snap out of it? Can't we just go do this? Or can't mm-hmm. we, can't you get up off the sofa, whatever, depending on what the situation is, and just mm-hmm. kind of said, can't we just ignore it or push through it or mm-hmm. do something different? And then I'm sure also every caregiver spouse has felt guilty mm-hmm. about that mm-hmm. and felt like, man, I'm just not being supportive spouse. And my goal is not to kind of heap more shame on you, but mm-hmm. it's actually more to help you understand a little bit of what the experience is. And I'm hoping maybe give you some tools to be able to come alongside your spouse who's experiencing this Mm -hmm. in a better way that actually helps you to hear them, see them Mm -hmm. um, and take care of them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there is this reality that, you know, on at marriage, we promised Mm-hmm. to love this person through sickness and in health. Mm-hmm. And I think every person giving that vow thinks about physical sickness in that moment. 
I'm not even sure they think that far. I think probably not. The picture most people have is when old we're age. 96 and we're both super old and 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 that is tragic too whenever whenever you have to part with your spouse, but I don't think even that we really actually contemplate no. through because I know people who've gone through horrendous physical things with their spouse and it's you know, it's you, you sit there and you contemplate, well this isn't this is definitely not the extreme I thought it could go to. Yeah. And I think m- mental health, that absolutely fits into that as well. Yeah. No, that, that's right. And nobody really is like, oh, I'm signing up to help somebody with mental health. Yeah. No. And I, I think that that is so much of our marriage journey. We have no idea what the years are going to look like. That's true. And we have hopes and dreams and those things are all really wonderful, but this is what life is this side of heaven, right? Mm -hmm. Like we, there's brokenness in so many different ways and that brings us so many challenges and it, it is navigating them together and we want to bring, bring, yeah, a little bit of hope and a little bit of, of, tools to both sides because both sides have valid struggles, both the caregiver and the person struggling. That's right. And you know, one of the things I actually dislike in counseling is the art of diagnosis. And Mm. I don't like it because I often find the labels less helpful than hurtful. Right. Mm. And, and so I actually don't like to, to diagnose when Mm -hmm. I don't have to. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, yet this is actually one of those areas. Sometimes it's helpful to be able to separate what is this X title, Mm -hmm. you know, whether that's anxiety, Mm -hmm. you know, what is the anxiety Mm -hmm. versus what is my spouse? And yes, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to take that holistic approach and I certainly don't want the harm of labels because there can be plenty of them, but really being able to recognize and look at somebody that you love and going, oh, what they're experiencing right now is anxiety. It's not that they're, you know, mad at me. It's not that Mm -hmm. they're trying to pull away. It's not that they're, you know, not Mm -hmm. being fair right now or whatever. What, What is really going on is anxiety. Yeah, And then being able to see that and go, okay, this is what I can do to help. This is how mm-hmm. we've, we've talked through this before. And, and looking through it, that lens, mm-hmm. I think, can be really helpful when it's somebody that you love deeply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the struggle becomes when they those things you just mentioned, that is what's happening. And so how do we, when we're activated tell ourselves it's the anxiety when we have a spouse that's, you know, coming at us with anger. Mm-hmm. It's how do you, that's what it is for all of us. Right. Cause if we were able to not interact or react with it from our own stories and our own emotions, we would be able to just be like, well, that's anxiety. No biggie. No like, big deal. Let right. Me just, but right. we're coming from our own story and perspective and, that's what we have to understand because that's what's activated for us. And, and this, it's a really great point because this is also not excusing crappy behavior. 
right? Like right. just because somebody is depressed or anxious or, you know, dealing with some ADHD, it does not mean that they get to do whatever they want that may be hurtful and harmful to somebody else, mm-hmm. right? That doesn't, doesn't change the, that behavior. It doesn't change what is safe or not safe. Mm-hmm. So I think there, it's important to have that understanding mm-hmm. that we can be understanding of the other person. We can be understanding of what's going on for them, mm-hmm. but there are still boundaries. Sure. Right. Yeah. And, and trying to work through, Hey, how is this thing impacting me that, you know, at, or both of us mm-hmm. is an important part of the conversation too. Yeah. That's true. Okay. It's tough. This is so tough. It, this is, this is really hard. And that's why we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about some specifics about what you can do, what some of this looks like, mm-hmm. um, and how you take care of each other through the parts of life that sometimes we don't want to talk about. Yeah. So we're going to spend some time looking at depression, anxiety, stress, Grief and loss, even though that's not specifically a mental health issue, it is one that absolutely impacts couples mm. um, and very often impacts couples differently. So it's it's an important conversation here. But it's curious that you say it's not mental health because, okay, it's not a diagnosis, but how does grief and loss not mentally impact you? Oh, it's hugely mentally impacts you. I'm just saying it's not a diagnosable mental health issue. Correct. But the reality is if we can, like we all have our own mental health journeys. And if you think, well, I don't because I don't have mental health challenges. That's not true. How we take care of ourselves when something is, is disappointing or hurting. Like we all have mental health journeys and, when grief and loss are present, we're all entering it, whether we're willing or understanding to give it that term or not. Mm -hmm. Mental health doesn't mean you have something specifically, um, for lack of better terms, large enough that needs a diagnosis. Like we all go to the doctors. It doesn't mean all of us have something that needs a diagnosis. We all have physical health. We all have mental health. Yes, we do. But people sometimes are uncomfortable with that. No, it's only people who have mental health problems. They have mental Mm. health. No. No. We are part of our body. Part of our body is our our brains and all that that intricacies that God designed with that. So we all have mental health. Correct. Right. And... And we need to own our own mental health mm-hmm. and be a part of taking care of our spouse's mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so part of what we want to do is also give you some tools of how do you have these kind of conversations with your spouse, mm-hmm. right? Because something like depression, maybe your spouse experiences depression periodically. Mm-hmm. But all of us have times when we are more depressed, mm-hmm. right? And how do we then recognize it, take care of each other through it, mm-hmm. and figure out what we need, but also then communicate to our spouse what we need? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a tough thing. 
Yeah, it is. It's a it's a learning process in and of itself to understand what you need. It's a learning process to be able to express it to someone. There's all kinds of things wrapped up in that. Right. Of how that feels. And it's not solely based on our spouse. It's based on lots of other things. Other things too. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So that's a little bit of where we're heading over the next couple of weeks. I, we hope that you will join us in mm-hmm. the conversation and really working towards a greater level of intimacy as you're taking ownership of your mental health and your journey and figuring out what that means in your marriage mm-hmm. and a process of becoming one through some tough things. And I think also if you guys have questions out there about this, I mean, it might be helpful to send them in. We can potentially address some of them Absolutely. depending on um, what they are and whatnot. But, you know, you people are living this and people have just as as we are all individuals and whatnot there's uniqueness and so there are some things we can talk about in generalities but yeah if people have questions we would like, love to yeah bring them bring them to the table yeah you can email us directly at help at still becoming mm-hmm. and we would love to uh, talk through some of your questions and see how we can maybe give you some ideas of what it means to be one through this tough process yeah absolutely so we hope you have a fantastic week that's it for us this week and we will be excited to jump in this series starting next week until next time i'm brad aldrich and i'm kate aldrich be kind and take care of each other still becoming one is a production of aldrich ministries For more information about Brad and Kate's coaching ministry, courses, and speaking opportunities, you can find us at aldrichministries.com. For podcast show notes and links to resources in all of our social media, be sure to visit us at stillbecomingone.com. And don't forget to like this episode wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to follow us to continue your journey on Still Becoming One.